Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio Show. My name is Dan Wendell. I am the host of today's show on the new Secure Act 2.0. This is known as the Securing a Strong Retirement Act of 2021. It just passed the House Ways and Means Committee in May of 2021. Will it go all the way through Congress? Will the president sign it? Will it become the Secure Act 2.0? To help me talk about that, I'm going to bring in my trusty co-host, Tony Shore. There he is in a, not in his dungeon anymore. They let you out. Your wife let you out of the dungeon. I'm in an actual recording studio, Dan, today. I'm not in the home studio. Excellent. Uh, I'm at at the office, a little shaky here, but uh, we're getting things set back up. (laughs) I'll tell you what, the Secure Act 2.0 is what we're calling this or what the world is calling this. It's the Securing a Strong Retirement Act. I'll put it up on the screen here. Oh, Um, I thought when you said Secure Act, I just pictured uh, zip ties and bungees and, you know, because you work in your basement. That's the problem. So. You know, this is a transition period for you right now. You're in, you're not in a full studio. You're, you're halfway there. Just yep. like this, what we're going to talk about today, it's past the House and Ways and Means Committee. So it's not fully enacted yet, but I have a feeling most of these things are going to get passed. I read the report. It's an 11 page report. So I'm going to give a summary. Wow. I'm going to boil it down to 10 key points that I think we're going to see. Because because I didn't take the time to read it, Dan. I know you didn't. I know. But then again, that you're <laughs> not here prep. for your knowledge. You're here for the eye candy for our, oh. our listeners. So yeah, I mean, this doesn't this doesn't just happen, Dan. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna try and get the green screen and the green face going for you. So yeah. that'll help. But sure. okay. So House Ways and Means Committee. This is the uh, the newest and latest greatest. May of 2021, what's going on, Tony? So I want to talk about it. And I'm going to go through 10 points so we'll get right to it. And I'm going to start with the one change that I think is going to have the biggest impact. Now, remember, it says Retirement Act. So this is a retirement show. Oh, look at you, Tony. Well, I thought... For the for the people listening and not watching, you don't get the the beauty of seeing Tony turn into a brick house right now. <laughs> I'm a brick house. When you say secure, what what could be more secure than a brick wall? And so there I thought I'd go. turn my entire body. I wore blue, and I'm using the blue screen setting, so my entire body is a brick wall right now. But for me, not much changes because I feel like I'm talking to a brick wall every week anyway. Oh, okay, here we go. But I'm bump. Wish I had my sound <laughs> effects at the ready. So here's what I think is going to be have the biggest impact on the retire on our retirement in this country. So we got to remember the point of this act, the secure act from last year and this act that's going to hopefully be passed soon is to improve the retirement situation in our country because there is some problems, which we've talked about for the past yes. five, six years. All right. right. Exactly. So the number one thing that I think is going to have the biggest impact, not immediate, but long-term is the expanding of auto enrollment into retirement plans. So what they are doing is the government is going to have 401ks, 403bs, retirement plans, employer-sponsored, have an automatic enrollment for all employees of at least 3% of their salary, no, no more than 10%. So it's going to start at 3%. You start a new job, 
they're going to automatically put 3% of your salary into the 401k. Yep. A lot of companies are already doing that. Right. And so now they're going to make it mandatory and they're going to have it every year increase by 1% up to 10. So yep. if you do nothing, if you just, which is what most people do anyway, right? That person <laughs> right. comes in, right. they have a lunch. You're like, all right, give me the free ham sandwich. Yeah. Oh, most you got, people you know, are, what's for lunch? That's the right, question. What's for that- lunch? <laughs> I'm not listening to anything anyone's saying. I'm not buying anything, right? They, they think there's some sort of Gotcha. But anyway, right. Um, right. If they don't do anything, they're going to be 3% in. And then 10 years down the road, no, seven years down the road, they're going to be at 10% of their salary going in, <laughs> which is great. So I think this yeah, is going to be that's good. And you could opt out. So it's not like you're required. The government's not forcing it, but they're, they're putting the default as let's default to savings. So I Smart. think this is going to have the biggest long-term impact because what Huge. do we always say about retirement planning? It's best to start young you know yep first job so if only if only i would have right if only i would have you know yeah. put more on that horse i say that the all the time race. i did not opt to invest in my 401k with my first two or maybe 12 jobs that i had dance so we're right. paying a, as you know i'm playing a little bit of catch up right so we'll get to how that Things are going to change for you because um, there's <laughs> okay. some changes to catch up. Okay, sure. So the next, the next point, number two in this um, securing a strong retirement act, Secure Act 2.0, um, they're going to increase the credit given to small businesses, mm. which is a, up to 50 employees, small business, to sure. pay for the start of retirement plans. Right now, they let you go. I forget what the exact number is. I think it's they're going to go up to a thousand dollars per employee that you can write off because there's administrative costs to opening a retirement plan oh, sure. or a pension yeah. plan. So yeah, it they, costs the company money. Right. And so the government's going to let you write off hundred percent of it up to a limit as opposed to 50%. So wow. I think See, that's, that's awesome. So they're, they're trying to get smaller businesses, getting people doing it. And then they're going to try and get auto enrollment. So they're really thinking, Hey, how do we get, you know, you know, I'm not a big fan of government overreach, but this, these two, I don't mind so far. Anytime they give credits to small businesses, I love it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just wish they would just take less from small businesses to begin with, but that's another sure. Story. Okay. Number three, Tony, here's a biggie. This is a biggie popular one. The RMD required minimum distribution age is 72. It used to be 70 and a half, which I absolutely hated because I wasn't, I'm doing the math. All right. You have to be born. What the, yeah. If I was born in November, is that what, when, you know, yeah, so, 70 and a half, they put the half in there to make the math more complicated. Right, That's the way I always people. look at it. Yeah. It's to weed out the bad financial advisors. So <laughs> they now raised it to 72 in the last secure act. So now the new one is they're raising it to 75. Okay. Uh-huh. So how wow, are they going to do that? Raising it again. They just raised it to 72. Right. Like a year right. ago. So this means at age 72 is when you are required to take distributions from your IRA or retirement plans if you're retired. Um, or even if you're not retired, if you're, you know, IRA, you don't have to take from your 401k if you're still working. But if you're retired, your 401k, your IRA, you have to take money out at 72. They're changing that. So in 2022, it's going to be 73. And then all the way in 2032, it's going to be 75. Wow. So by the time you're 40, Tony, it'll be 75. Wow. Um, yeah, that's awesome, Dan. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. So yeah. my point on this Pretty is, it, I, you know, they're just basically kicking the can. Um, 
I don't know if this is a good thing for the government to do because they're not going to get the government revenue because when you take money out of an IRA, you pay taxes. So right. people are so, going to withhold it more and they need tax yeah. money right now for all the spending we're doing. But Yeah, so that's a little counterintuitive in one sense for the government, but right. for people who don't want to, who are living longer and don't want to take RMDs. Right, this is appeasing them. But who yeah. are these people? They're typically rich people, right? And, and yeah. people that don't need the money. Right. If you if you're taking an RMD at 70 and you, instead of 72 and you're like, oh, I don't mind. It's because you need the money, you know. Right. Or you want to take some out to put into a Roth, convert yeah. something like that. So I, it's not a huge deal to me. Not a big deal. Yeah. This but, one's kind of dumb to me. I think it's counterintuitive, but whatever. Right. It works. It, it's there. But here's a good one, Tony. The RMD excise tax, a.k.a. the penalty, you know, half. 50%. 50%. So if you, you forgot, RMD. yeah, if you forgot your RMD, you pay a 50% excise tax, AKA penalty That's huge. for whatever you were supposed to take out. And then they make you take it out. So they changed this. They're, well, they didn't change it. They're planning a part of this new one, 2.0, is they want to lower that to 25%, which I'm a fan of. Yes. Huge and fan of that. you notice on here, I put also to 10%. What they're doing, which I'm also a fan of, is, is if you if you realize the mistake and you correct it, you take corrective action early. And they didn't define that just yet what early means, you know, in a short amount of time. Sure. Then the penalty is only 10%. So it's not as severe, I should say. Yeah. It should be that to begin with. I mean, that's crazy. The 50% right. was just... They just wanted their people to not miss this. And that's why the 70 and a half was a big number because you didn't want to miss it. You just right. didn't because the penalty was severe. But hey, I still don't like a 10% penalty, so you're not going to miss it. But you have more time to think about it now. 72. So they're making some changes to and that's the, those are the big numbers. Those are the big popular ones that people think about. But I think the forced auto enrollment. Not the forced order. The auto enrollment by default is still going to be the number one thing. Here's another thing that I think will apply to you. And uh, it's, I think, a good change as well. And that's the IRA catch up limit. So if if you there's limits to what you can add to an IRA. Right. It's five uh, six thousand a year. Once you're over 50, they add one thousand. And it's always been just a thousand extra. Doesn't matter what year. They're now going to index that to inflation. So again, we talked, we did our last show on inflation. Yeah. So what's the inflation number? We don't know, but um, it's going to go up. So it won't be always just a thousand. And what they've also done is they've, they're planning, well, they haven't done this yet. I keep saying that this is what they're proposing for the next rule is they're going to raise the maximum contribution that you can add at age 62 to 10,000. So right wow, now it's seven. See, that's awesome. So it allows you to play a little bit of catch up at 62, 63, 64, but you can't at 65. I don't know why that they, they, yeah. they don't want to just allow you to go up all the way. You know, why not 65? I don't know what their logic is there, but mm. whatever. They want to stop short of what they consider the first year that most people should consider retiring or take Medicare and Social Security and all that is typically 65, 66. Right. So yeah. Medicare isn't 65, but your full retirement age isn't 65. It's no, 66. It's, so why? Or, or 67. 67. So for us youngins. Right. For the youngins. For so youngins, why not? Why not let me? 
if I can't take my full retirement age, why not let me have a catch up through that point at least? It just, That's a good point. I, you know, who makes these rules? It's the House Ways and Means, whatever, whatever. I Yeah. I'm not going to lose sleep over it, but I wish they would do something. But I mean. Yeah, this one's interesting to me. Increasing the catch up limits is a good thing. It's just the way they're doing it. The max. Just put a max and say, hey. Why put a max? I should be able to put whatever I want into my IRA. Just That's if true. I want to put a, uh, my entire salary into an IRA because I'm going to live off whatever. Yeah, that's you true. Know, why the do future. they have a why? Why do they limit what you can put in an IRA because of the tax benefits? They want their they tax revenue now. They want. Yeah, their they tax want the tax now. revenue now. Yeah. Yeah. So, but hey, at least it's this is a positive change. It's not the greatest, but maybe that maybe they'll <laughs> figure that out. Right. Here's an interesting one, Tony. Okay. Right now, if your employer offers a 401k match, people, I always say, do the match. Do the match. It's free money, right? But some people say, I can't do the match. I don't have the money. Mm. All right. I'd rather you pay off a high interest credit card than do the match. Well, maybe not. It's a close one, right? We could, we had those discussions. Yeah, it's before. free money. I, I mean, uh, right. yeah, I mean, we've talked about this. And from what you've told me, Dan, uh, I think that there's no circumstance where you don't put in enough to get the full match. I mean, you just if, you figure out a way to live on less and it's not usually that much less because, you know, it's pre-tax going in. So and you don't what you you don't miss what you never had. So your budget is based on your take home. And so this right. is not part of your take home. This is going to that. So right. Yeah, I, the- I want to take as much of my employer's money as possible. That's right. That's right. They're going to give it to you. You don't pay, you don't. Yeah, it's it, you know, it's not your money. It's a, an extra part of your benefits. But, why would you say, no, I don't want it's really you. I consider it part of my salary and I wouldn't turn it down. You know, it's well, just, and then you have the auto enrollment so you won't miss it. So if it's three percent and they match three percent, you're getting six percent and you didn't even do anything. Right. Right. So but in the case where someone's drowning in debt, and they can't make mortgage payments or something. They well, that's sure. when you say, "I don't care about the f- company match. I don't have a house, uh, or I'm paying thirty percent interest on my credit card." Then, then I look at stopping the match, at least sure. stopping it, getting out of debt, and then going back. But here's the new rule that they're trying to implement: you can't make a payment into your four hundred one k, but you're paying student loan interest. They're going to use the student loan payment as your match. So if you put a thousand bucks toward a student loan, but didn't put any in the 401k, the company could still match the thousand bucks because you added it, you added it to a student loan debt. Interesting. So that one, I I mean, I, I question the ability to enforce or how that's going to be. uh, Applied. I mean, uh, how is that? Well, you're going to have to, you're going to have to do some statements because right now you you can write off student loan interest with your taxes. So there's forms for that. Yeah. So it's going to probably be, all right, share that form with the company. And yeah. so they're going to contribute to your IRA, 401k, and then they'll be able to write it off. And you'll be able to get it without actually putting but money in the 401k. I mean, the, the company can say, hey, we don't want to give a match if he's not putting money into this account. Well, the you- company doesn't. The company wants to help the employee, typically. So... It's just that the employee's not putting the money in, so there's going to be a little bit of accounting thing there. Do you, Dan? Do you want to help your co-host? 
moving on to the next one. <laughs> I think it's an interesting one. I like that because a lot of people say I can't contribute to a 401k because I got this ridiculous student loan. Help me out here. Yeah, no, that's a really good one. Uh, yeah, believe so. me, I have two, you know, I'm dealing with college for two of my kids. So, yes. Right. Right. Good so, the, you know, why wouldn't you? You just got done saying 401k match over all else. Student loans, you, you can't default on those. You can't yeah. get rid of those. So yep. I think that's a good. I, I like the idea. I like the idea. Let's see if it goes anywhere. Uh, speaking of employer matches right now, the employees cannot match into a, a Roth 401k. They can only match into a traditional 401k. So they want to allow huge. for Roth contributions. Yeah, that would right? be So you can say, I'd like you to match into my Roth. Now awesome. you can pay taxes, but hey, it's still free money because it's not your money going in. It's right. Uh, Plus it grows tax free and it pull, you pull it out. Right. Tax-free. I'm surprised the government's doing this because the, the Roth is the anti-government. It is. You know, I'm right? surprised that, that the IRS ever allowed the Roth that they came well, up with. Right. They're going. They, and you don't have to take RMDs from a Roth, which is nice, right. too. And it passes to the kids, the grandkids tax free. Tax free. So, yeah. And the growth tax free. So Roth, I like this one. I like this one. I don't think it's going to have a huge impact on retirement. No. It's going to benefit the people because most people want the 401k contribution for the tax write off. They don't want to pay taxes on it. So they have to pay taxes on a Roth contribution. So it's going to help the upper middle people. But hey, you give red meat to everybody, right? (laughs) Okay. um, Three more. All right. This is an interesting one. I mean, there's a lot of things in this. I just picked out the ones I thought were the most impactful. This one, maybe not the most impactful, but I wanted to bring this up. They're going to create a national lost and found for retirement savings. So Ah, I deal with a lot of people that used to work. Hey, I had a job in the seventies at a hospital. I think they gave me a pension. I don't even know. I didn't, I only worked there for seven years and they forget about it. That company goes under. a new company takes it over. That company goes under and it's lost in the shuffle. And they've forgotten that they even have this. I have, I'm I'm not joking, Tony. I find at least one a year of of people I talk with. I find them a retirement plan. They didn't know they had. Found money. Yeah. Found money. And yeah, it's not and significant. Money. Yeah. It's Found money is great. Lost money is not good. But if you're financial <laughs> advisor, right. like I know that's something you do. And actually, I had I have to admit, I had that situation happen. I worked for a company for 10 years. Fine. Then it got bought out. I worked for that company for another five and a half years. And that then I moved uh, to my current job, you know, producing and co-hosting shows. And here's the deal. I had the 401k from the company that bought my old company out, but there was a separate for what I didn't realize or remember, there was a separate 401k with that company for 10 years that I was no longer, I don't know why I didn't get statements from it anymore. And then uh, my wife actually said, Hey, this isn't, very big. You should have more money in there than that. And we started looking into it and she found old. Remember, it was a I thought it was a Prudential or, you know, whatever the company name is. We used to get statements from that company and we don't have any of those here. So I dug around and found one. I made some calls uh, and called the old owner of the old company and got information from him. And sure enough, that's where all my money for one k money. Right. Right. And that, that was a not, that was that process of finding out who you, you're lucky you knew the old owner, you know, yes. you know it, it, it's just a nightmare. So they're creating a national loss and found for this purpose. And they're going to require the, the IR, the 401k companies, the retirement plans to 
use some sort of system to keep track of it. And yeah, it's going to be a database. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are already sites online now, not necessarily for 401ks, but get money that you're owed by the government or things right. like that, right. insurance. Uh, and I, I went through that and also got, I got $195 or $295 uh, from when I used to live in Nashville, somebody told me about that site here in the office. And I'm like, I don't know, is this a scam? And I looked into it and then I looked it up on, I went to the webs, the government website, cause I didn't want to just trust the links through the site. And sure enough, there got a go. check in the mail, like six weeks later, I got a check in the mail there and it's go. money. I have no, I still to this day, no idea. It was some paper route. Some it was your paper route. Back, yeah. It was, the health and, the it was something to do with health insurance or health benefits yeah well um the next one this one you don't fall asleep they made some changes to annuities so you use the a word (laughs) how many listeners did we just lose right did you see the drop off yeah well Well, anytime you mention annuities or the word budget usually people are like click change (laughs) the channel now these are Uh, pretty interesting right now is can i watch the voice (laughs) <laughs> is Joe Rogan doing a podcast right now? What's going on? Well, they they're still laughing at when you said my wife looked at it and said it wasn't that big. They didn't realize what you were talking about. You were talking about your Oh 401k. my gosh, you worked. <laughs> all right. Joke, so, all right. Annuities. So they oh. changed the they removed the RMDs for annuities. So if you have an annuity in an IRA and you're holding on to it for income down the road, say you have a uh income rider that's growing or a death benefit that's growing. You don't want to touch it. And by taking money out, you're going to kind of destroy that growth in the future. But if it's in an IRA and you're required to take money out, then you're forced to. So they're not very friendly. So they're making annuities RMD friendly. This is an interesting part. It's it's a minute detail, but it's useful for annuity design. There you go. Falling asleep again. Now, QLAC. (laughs) QLAC. um, What's the correct term for QLAC? Qualifying longevity annuity contracts. So these are, these were new about maybe five, six years ago, I think. And that allows you to put money aside from an IRA to be used in your 70s, late 80s, you know, late 70s, 80s, 90s. And you don't have to touch them. You don't have to take your RMDs from them because you're going to let it grow and then you'll take it later in life. And there was a limit as to how much you could put in there. Now they've eliminated that limit so that you can put more of your IRA into that, defer the taxes until later in life. So they're trying to improve longevity planning for retirement, which is great. Ah, And they also add, they're trying to add a spousal rights of survival into those. So you can have it for your spouse, which was not allowed. So QLACs are improving. And then finally, this was an interesting one, variable annuities. Yes. Um, a, a lot of, of teachers and uh, right. You, you don't like them. I, I you know, the, well, one of the problems is that you can only buy mutual funds in them. So they're expensive. Um, yeah. They want to allow ETFs, which are cheaper uh, versions of basket of stocks in sure. variable annuities. And they couldn't in the past because ETFs didn't exist when they created the law. So now that ETFs exist, they can change the law for allow variable annuities to include them. What you'll probably see is if this happens, variable annuity pricing fees will go down, making and them more attractive. For traded electronically funds. traded funds. Electronically yeah. traded funds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's it on the annuities part. Uh, we'll okay. once that passes, we'll do a whole show show on it while you uh, sleep. Yes. Okay. Uh, the last one: um, hardship distributions. 
So right now, if you take uh, IRA withdrawal before 59 and a half, you get hit with a 10% penalty for early withdrawal. And there's certain hardship distributions that allow you to take money out. And it's always had to be the employer approved. Now, what they've done because of COVID, they've seen this worked. I don't know if it worked, but they're saying it worked, is that you're going to allow the employee to self-certify. Say, yes, I'm having a hardship. Scout's mm-hmm. honor, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're changing that so that allows for less uh, oversight and less and more flexibility for in- individuals to self-report. And they also added a domestic abuse survivor rule mm-hmm. that allows a survivor of domestic abuse to get out of Dodge and they need money and they usually don't have any because it's a nightmare situation. They, they can take from their IRA and not get hit with a penalty up to 10,000. Yeah. So that's a pretty good rule. That is a good rule. And that's an interesting one. I mean, everybody defines hardship differently and, you know, obviously, uh, I missed breakfast this morning to me. That's a hardship. Yeah, I'd say so. so. And working with you is a hardship, but it's a choice. (laughs) So I think what they're going to do is they're going to, they're going to have the same rules. So it's not like they're saying, Hey, whatever you feel that day, it's, we just let you're going to say, and you're going to self-certify that you've met those rules. Sure. Sure. All right. Yeah, well, so. Dan, you know, I mean, I, I, I like to give you a hard time. I, I, I'm actually going easy on you. It shouldn't be that much of a hardship. Yeah. That's because you're not in your mom's basement anymore today. You're at the office and so you feel in, emboldened to, to start <laughs> getting snippy. Sure. Okay. So to conclude, um, so that these changes again are from the government, they're trying to promote retirement savings, improve the retirement situation in our country. The the loss of pensions or the you know the dinosaur of the pensions have become. Yep. Um, they're trying to figure out a way to to get people to be more assertive, give them more options and rules to allow for improved retirement savings. They didn't talk about Social Security, which is the backbone of retirement savings. That's a separate discussion. So people are sure. already relying on the government through Social Security. They're trying to beef it up by kind of prodding and pushing people toward retirement savings and reducing a little restrictions. As always, my take is don't rely on the government, rely on yourself. Whenever the government gets involved in things, it kind of goes south. So I think these things have are good in general, but um, I think the government's making some strides to improve. And I like that. Um, I'm always dubious, but again, be proactive. Think about your retirement, start planning ahead when you're young don't wait until the day you retire to figure things out. Plan ahead, and that's what we're, I'm all about. So that's great, Tony. Thank you for a good show. Thanks for great show uh, today. and next week we'll probably be in a better studio for you, right? We'll have. Some I'm hoping. I'm hoping we improve this area here. <laughs> <laughs> the lighting will be better. I could see the your lighting. smiling face, and we can work on that brick house. Uh, yeah, smoke screen. I mean, green screen. So yeah. We'll fix the wobbly camera. Yeah. So, and Earth, so Earth. oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So maybe one. by the time you fix the your wobbly one. camera, they'll have passed <laughs> the securing a strong retirement act. Yeah. And 2.0 will become reality. And yeah. then we can go in depth in some of these and get into more specific strategies. But awesome. thanks for a good show, everybody. Yeah. Uh, anytime you need to talk to me, the number 888-508-5935. And we'll catch you next week. All matters discussed in today's show are for informational purposes only. This show is not investment advice. 
Dan Whittle nor Dolphin Financial Group are affiliated or endorsed by any government agency. Investment advisory services are offered through Dolphin Wealth Management, Inc., a registered investment advisor in the state of Florida. Insurance products and services are offered through Dolphin Insurance, Inc. Dolphin Wealth Management, Inc. and Dolphin Insurance, Inc. are affiliated companies doing businesses as Dolphin Financial Group. You should talk to someone at Dolphin Financial Group before implementing any of these strategies or ideas.